<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Wednesday, August 12th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Halo Infinite has been delayed into 2021. Control is getting a PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X release, but it won't be a free upgrade if you currently own the game. Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell is coming to Rainbow Six Siege, and Dante from Devil May Cry will be in the upcoming remake of Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne as DLC. Halo Infinite has been delayed. 343 Industries took to the official Halo Twitter account yesterday to announce that Halo Infinite will not be releasing this year, which is disappointing and surprising when you consider that it was really starting to feel like Halo Infinite was going to be the pillar of autumn of the Xbox Series X's launch. As far as we know, the Xbox Series X console is still on track for release later this year, but it won't be launching with a new Halo, which will undoubtedly hurt it. Here's the full statement about the delay from 343 Industries, credited as coming from studio head Chris Lee. Today, I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update with the community. We have made the difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries, who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. We know this will be disappointing to many of you, and we all share in that sentiment. The passion and support the community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We wanted nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. The extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know our fans expect. Thank you for your support and understanding. That statement is linked in the show notes. I am certainly happy to wait for the best version of Halo Infinite, but, you know, I'm sure delaying the game was an especially tough decision for 343 Industries and Microsoft. I am admittedly an absolute sucker who will probably still find a reason to need an Xbox Series X at launch, and I'm putting air quotes around the word need, but I am struggling to find one now. Previously, it was to play what will most likely be the best version of Halo Infinite, but now I'm not so sure. It would be weird to buy a new console explicitly for the purpose of playing arguably the best versions of old games, but that feels like the Xbox Series X's best selling point right now. I think delaying Halo Infinite is smart, though, as long as it is necessary, which it seems like it is, especially when they're considering 
you know, the mental well-being of everyone involved. I really love the Master Chief Collection. I am playing through the original Halo right now and having a good time. The online works great. I reviewed that game for Game Informer when it released and was very complimentary of it, but it took a pounding from other critics because the online infrastructure was just not great at launch. It took time to get the online play working well, and because of that initial hurdle, it really hurt the game. It was considered a bad port at launch because of its online issues, even though all the ports of the campaigns were great and Halo 2 was more or less remade for the collection. I am sure 343 Industries really wants to avoid that potential pitfall again. And then there are the myriad complaints that surfaced about the game's visuals recently after the first gameplay reveal. The statement does not mention the negative feedback to the visuals, but I do wonder if that was a factor in the decision. Like I already said, though, I am happy to wait for the best version of Halo Infinite, and if it improves the mental state of everyone working at 343 Industries, then that's all the better. It might also, though, make me wait to buy an Xbox Series X, which Microsoft might be disappointed about, but, you know, the game will ultimately be better as a result. Control is coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, but you will have to purchase those versions separately. A nice trend that has already been emerging ahead of the release of the new current-gen consoles is that newer, updated versions of current-gen games that are planned for release on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X will be upgraded for free. This has been the case with basically all first-party Xbox One and Series X games, as well as Cyberpunk 2077, but it seems Control is sadly bucking the trend, at least slightly. I'm not surprised to learn that not every publisher developer will be handing out free upgrades, but I hope examples like this are the less common of the multiple options. In any case, Control is getting an Ultimate Edition, which will gather the game and all its expansions and DLC into one package, which is a nice collection for those who have not already purchased the game. If you own the Control Ultimate Edition, which releases August 27th on Steam, September 10th on Epic Game Stores, and will be out by the end of 2020 on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, then that version of the game will be automatically updated to the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 versions, which those should also be out at least digitally before the end of the year. If you currently own Control, though, just the standard PlayStation 4 or Xbox One version, that will not upgrade automatically, which is a bummer. The FAQ on the website reads, What if I purchased the original version of Control previously? And answers... The free upgrade path to Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 version of Control is only available for Control Ultimate Edition. It's a bit of a disappointment, but I hope there is at least an inexpensive option to upgrade that original version of the game. Ubisoft experimented with that last generation, offering players the option to upgrade their Xbox 360 copy of Assassin's Creed Black Flag to the Xbox One version for a fee, for example, but... There wasn't a lot of that after that one example. My old high school friend, Alan, is currently making his way through some Remedy games. He just finished Quantum Break and moved on to Control. And this is his official review of Control that he texted me. Dude, Control is so much fun. And Alan Wake DLC? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark. I agree with and stand by Alan's review.
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell is coming to Rainbow Six Siege. Sam Fisher still doesn't have his own new Splinter Cell game, but he is continuing to make some impressive rounds as a Ubisoft cameo machine. A lazier writer might say he is sneaking into a bunch of other Ubisoft games, you know, because he is so stealthy. But I would never commit those words to a text document and then read it out loud to myself in a closet that I have converted into a little recording booth. We don't know a lot of details, but after his appearance in Ghost Recon Wildlands, his upcoming appearance in Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, and he was probably in Rayman Legends or something, I assume, he will also be making his way into Rainbow Six Siege as a playable operator. The trailer shows Fisher coming out of the shadows, his familiar triangle of green lights being relegated to the site on a gun, and he says, you should know better than to write me off. Consider this a teaching moment. And then it teases that there will be a full reveal on Sunday, August 16th. I'm not a big Splinter Cell guy. I'm not a big Rainbow Six guy. I'm really not a Tom Clancy guy in general, but I do think this is a cool addition to Rainbow Six Siege. Dante from Devil May Cry will be in the upcoming remake of Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne as paid DLC. One of the question marks in the air when Nintendo announced the upcoming remake of Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne was, will the game include Dante from Devil May Cry? My understanding is that the original version of the game did not include Dante, but it was re-released with some bonuses, like adding Dante, and then that re-released version was the one that got localized and released in the United States. So from our perspective here in America, there is no Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne that does not include Dante, but it was confirmed shortly after the release that the remade version would be a remake of the original Japanese game. So in turn, no Dante. But we recently learned that he will, in fact, make it to the game as post-release paid DLC. Gematsu's Sal Romano reported on the DLC and wrote, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster will add guest character Dante from the Devil May Cry series via a paid downloadable content Maniacs pack for 980 yen, Atlas announced. It will launch alongside the game on October 29th in Japan, and then Romano continued later in the story, the base Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster game will feature guest character Raidu, 
Kuzanoa from Devil Summoner 2 Raidu Kuzanoa versus King Abaddon, who was the guest character in the 2008 release Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne Chronicle Edition. By purchasing the Maniacs pack, players will be able to select New Game Maniacs from the title screen, which changes every scene in which Raidu Kuzunoa would appear to Dante, as well as the title screen, loop movie, and logo to Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne Maniacs. The remaster also adds a Pierce effect to Dante's skill, Sun's Oath. That story is linked in the show notes. The game is coming to PlayStation 4 and Switch in October in Japan, with plans for a worldwide release in the spring of next year. There is a trailer for the DLC that shows Dante in the game, and he looks awesome. Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne has always had a great art style, and it is translating particularly well to the high-definition upgrade. The weird thing about it, though, is that he is wearing his Devil May Cry 2 outfit, which you never see Dante wearing anymore. The game released the same year as Devil May Cry 2, so the sequel's reputation as being the worst Devil May Cry entry had not yet been established. These days, Dante isn't caught dead in his Devil May Cry 2 clothes because it invokes a bad memory. Although, I would argue that he does look very cool. I'm a little disappointed that Dante is being added as paid DLC. One of the nice things about remakes and re-releases like this is they typically include all the DLC and expansions to, in essence, create the best, most comprehensive version of a classic game. To offer it as paid DLC makes this version of the game not the comprehensive best version of the game, which is, you know, a bummer. Here's what released today. Metamorphosis is out today on Switch and PC, and I believe Xbox One and PlayStation 4 as well, but it's a game inspired by Franz Kafka's 1915 novella, The Metamorphosis, about a man who wakes up one morning as a bug. It seems the game uses that idea as a starting point for its story. The Steam description for the game reads, Metamorphosis is a first-person adventure set in a surrealist world where your newfound abilities are your last and only hope for redemption. It looks interesting, and it's one of only a few brand new things out today. Volta X is out on Switch and PC. It's a game about building your own robots, which you then send out into real-time strategy battles. You also have to maintain your robots, too, so it's all about the dream of being a robot mechanic and builder. The Steam version of Dead Cells got a new update yesterday with plans to release the update for the console versions soon. It adds a new area or biome, to use the game's jargon, with the distillery, which has all kinds of explosive barrel-based weapons and enemies. There are barrels you can bounce toward enemies, barrel enemies with feet, and a weapon where you can launch your own barrels. The other interesting update is that you can play the game listening to an 8-bit version of the soundtrack, which is cool. The trailer, which is linked in the show notes, also shows the game's protagonist moonwalking to the new soundtrack. I don't think that's explicitly a new feature, but that ability might have been added as well, though I, I can't even begin to imagine its tactical function. Second, Extinction was shown during the very first Xbox Series X event that focused on third-party games, and it's a co-op first-person shooter all about fighting dinosaurs. Today, the developer, Systemic Reaction, which is a creative division, of Avalanche Studios Group, revealed the game will be entering early access on Steam in September. They also released a trailer that teased players win battles, communities win wars. 
and showed groups of players dropping into various locations with varying degrees of dino danger. It seems the larger community will be working together to contain the Jurassic threat, which is an interesting idea. That's it for gaming news today. I had a correction, or rather a series of corrections actually, from at ScatterTom on Twitter. I had a number of small details incorrect about Cyberpunk 2077 recently. Nothing too crazy, but definitely enough to make me turn back and correct myself. At ScatterTom wrote on Twitter to me and said, Street Kid, Corpo, and Nomad aren't classes, but life paths, as CD Projekt Red refers to them. Character backgrounds, essentially. Also, for the weapons, power guns are the ones that ricochet, tech guns punch through cover. At ScatterTom also pointed out to me that a non-lethal playthrough is possible and had been previously confirmed, so that's good for all you pacifists out there. In those situations, I am usually a pacifist for like an hour, and then one little mistake throws everything out the window for the rest of the game. So, thanks at ScatterTom on Twitter, I appreciate it. I mentioned it when it released, but I've been hearing a lot of good things about Creeks. Game Informer's Ben Reeves told me I should play it at BeatenDownBrian on Twitter, who is the world's nicest man, also recommended it to me, and both said it has a bit of a limbo inside feel to it, which, you know, was frankly all I needed to hear, but I I think I might drop Paper Mario for that. This is what I do now in the podcast when I don't have any new games that I played recently to talk about. I talk about games I'm thinking about playing. That's cool, right? If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info, and please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through something new. I think I'm going to play Halo this week in honor of the MinMax Halo Deepest Dive. You can also find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussions. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.